0: or
1: complete terms.
4: KFI AM 640, you're listening to the John and Ken Show On Demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, you can hear it on the iHeart app uh, as a podcast, John and Ken On Demand. So do that in case you miss something.
5: Yeah, and also tomorrow, the Moist Line is back for the first time in two weeks. There is still room for your messages. You may make the cut. Uh, you can use the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is the way to leave a message directly for the moist line. Or call the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, one 664 7886 They want to make over San Quentin Prison. We're not kidding you. The story seems like a spoof. It'll be modeled after Scandinavian countries. <clears throat> It's a special from the El Segundo Times writer. It's like she was our Rookie of the Year last year, I think, Anita Chabry. Yes. And, uh, Except this is a real newsome plan. Is she the one that went to the homeless island, or was that a different reporter? No, she went to the homeless island. Up in Sacramento, yes. right? She went on the island to see what the homeless people had to live with the flooding. <laughs> you know what? If she'd she gone this past week, she might have been washed away. San Gabriel River, there was an island there where they had to rescue nine homeless people. I think one was missing. I don't know if they found They
4: don't person. even know because... <laughs> Yeah, These homeless people are nameless, rootless, right? Yeah. So they think there was another body. I guess that's what the other vagrants were saying, but nobody knows for sure who it is. Some stories are so over the top and
5: absurd, but actually get taken seriously by some politicians that they're worth a few minutes on this show. The one we're going to talk about, we covered it yesterday, is happening in San Francisco. The Board of Supervisors seems to like the idea of handing out reparations to certain black residents of the city, of course, not from the hist- not just from the history of slavery in the U.S., but also because of the war on drugs and uh-huh. uh, incarceration. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, somebody we've had on the show before who dealt with the whole recall of the San Francisco district attorney. Richie Greenberg is his name, and he's got rejecttheplan.com full of arguments as to why this is an outrageous and even racist idea, he says. So let's bring him on and talk about it.
3: Richie, welcome to the show again. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. And uh, it's a great afternoon from San Francisco. It, <laughs> it seems
4: like it would be against the Constitution to hand out money only to people of a certain color.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hand out money and much further than that, much beyond that, that most of the media doesn't seem to be picking up on is everything else besides the $5 million per person lump sum plus $97,000 annually for 250 years which clearly would then go to descendants (laughs) for those that are making under uh, a certain level of income as well per year. So beyond that complete devastating lunacy payout, which is completely impossible to pay out. uh, If you multiply it out, it it seems to be higher than what the uh, GDP is of the entire state of California. But uh, they, uh, this committee of 15 people, that uh, came up with this plan, Uh, they want to essentially set up a segregated replica of South African apartheid from years ago. They want a separate uh, black run, black um, administered uh, committee that will oversee health care, curriculum in schools, uh, businesses, and and so on, uh, all paid for everyone who was not black. In San Francisco, it is a complete racist monstrosity.
4: Uh, let, let me just go quickly through the numbers because the National Review did a piece on this yesterday. It's it's five million a person. I, I didn't even know about the ninety seven thousand dollars for the next two hundred fifty years. Yeah, put, put that aside. But they said if even half of the city's black residents met the requirements, uh, the city would be looking at hundred and twelve billion dollars to compare San Francisco's entire budget per year is 14 billion. So clearly this is impossible, not to mention unconstitutional and illegal. What 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 is the point of this?
3: So I mean it could be as simple as election year or next year politics trying to gain favor of certain segment of of the, the voters here um, the Uh, the plan itself actually came about uh shortly after the unfortunate uh the the george floyd uh defund the police uh blm uh protests back in mid-2020 and our mayor mayor london breed along with the president of the board of supervisors shaman walton those two were the ones that pushed this to start the reparations consideration and to uh, have the uh, board of supervisors here our city council then create a, uh, a committee uh, to, to start this. So the mayor is running for re-election. It would have been this year, but because of a prop that passed last November a few months ago, she actually got an extended year in office. So I don't think she was actually planning for that. And uh, now, you know, this is all blowing up in her face because well, uh, it's, it's uh, causing outrage.
4: Even the. Yes.
5: And well, that's the, what I was just going to ask you. I mean, there was people right off San Francisco, but you did recall the D.A. You did recall some board members. There's got to be a lot of outrage. Did people show up at the supervisor's meeting or respond in any manner?
3: Well, <laughs> actually, no. And I think you know, this is a lose lose situation for everybody. The, the black African-American population of San Francisco is going to be horrifically disappointed. There is no way that they're going to get this kind of payout. Do they really uh, believe that they would? Uh, even, even at the, uh, at the meeting, uh, the, the board hearing, the first hearing a couple of days ago, there were individuals that were just screaming and yelling, cut the check. Give us the money now. Cut the check. <laughs> they, ex- I, I, really, I, <laughs> they expect it. They think they deserve it in this manner and at that dollar amount which is absolutely you know it's not going to happen and and the problem as lose lose not only is that that segment of our population going to be terribly disappointed but everyone else that is against it publicly is then going to be labeled you know a racist and so on so everyone loses the politicians will lose the uh, the black population will lose, oh, for... and everyone else that's not will lose.
4: Is there actually a strong constituency
3: for this among normal people? <laughs> we got to be careful how we define normal, right? Well, but, let's just uh, say non-activist uh, yeah. people. Yeah. No, 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 no one really was, was supporting this. I mean, I am monitoring social media. I myself, with that website that I put up, rejecttheplan.com, which goes in great detail analysis of the uh, of the reparations plan, and you can actually go there and download the sixty page plan itself and look through it. Um, I mean, it's just a monstrosity. Who it are is, these supervisors? Who
4: are these supervisors? What? What? what are, I don't understand. Oh, it's this.
3: Eleven members, huh? Well, there's, there's there's a little bit of confusion there. We have a board of supervisors, which is our city council. They said create a committee so then a committee was formed under the auspices of the san francisco chapter of the human rights commission they're the ones that are sponsoring the committee and the committee is 15 individuals so there's a a reparations committee and then there's a board of supervisors and they're not the same people
5: well where do you think this is actually going to end up like a year or two from now with some small amount of payments or just nothing at all
3: well, even the head of the local chapter of the NAACP has just come out saying that they no longer support a monetary uh, payout—the five million plus ninety-seven thousand for two hundred and fifty years. Uh, they even r- realize that this is absolutely ridiculous, and I think everyone, myself included, uh, there are other ways to address this, including. Public-private partnerships to help boost education and to to bring up those that need to be uh, lifted up, but to to focus on the monetary—that's the problem. There are too many people right now, even those that are outside San Francisco that are chiming in from all other states around but, the, but the nation. The money doesn't and exist,
4: and San Francisco can't not. print its own currency. So I don't, I don't understand why anybody would spend more than five seconds on this a massive well, waste of time. Uh,
3: there are certain people in position of power that believe that this does need to go through including certain members of our and, board and, and of then supervisors.
4: What? Okay, it goes through and then what? They still yeah. don't have the money.
3: That that's right. But what eventually ultimately if it passes and they try to implement that there's going to be a wave of lawsuits including myself. I that- myself all my colleagues, no one's going to want to now be held responsible for something that we, uh, that we actually had no responsibility for. All, and uh, will be along the lines of the five different federal and state constitutional law that, 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 that this goes up against. I mean, are, is the Board of Supervisors just stupid? I don't get yes. it. Yeah, they're performative, uh, ultra-left-wing. This is woke. This, every word that you can think of, this is who they are. And, and wow. they just they love the spotlight, they love the public spotlight. And if this fails, which we know it will, when it fails, then if they're running for reelection or a higher office, they could say, "Well, look, I fought for you, i fought for, for our African-American uh, uh, segment of the population, And you know, everyone else voted against it so you got to vote for me because i was trying to i was trying to to, to vote for you um, um, to, to support you i was fighting for you and my colleague who voted against reparations don't vote for him see so it's a political ploy yeah, as well all
5: right richie thank you so much for talking to us again it's reject the yeah. if you want to find out more about the arguments against the san francisco reparations plan richie greenberg we'll see you later pleasure. <laughs> Thanks.
4: argument Thanks. number okay. one the money doesn't <laughs> <laughs> exist end of argument yeah,
5: he lays out in detail why it's so outrageous, illegal, racist. Uh, more coming up, Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere. On the iHeart Radio app.
4: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty.
5: Well, on the banking front, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo are going to contribute five billion dollars of deposits to help save First Republic. Oh, wait a minute, whose deposits? Whose money is that?
4: Uh, I guess our deposits.
5: Well, they can't do that. What We should put a run on the bank. They're going to hand over
4: five million. <laughs> Let's go get our money out.
5: I'll tell you, I do bank with one of those four banks. And, yeah. uh, no, I saw gonna... your
4: name on the list. It's specifically your deposits.
5: Holy mackerel. Yeah. Uh, they want to save another bank from going under First Republic's having its own yeah. problems. And Credit Suisse is getting a bailout, I too. thought these were all capitalists. It turns out they're socialists. Credit Suisse is going to borrow $54 billion, like a line of credit.
4: I have to read to hold it. that bank has been rife with uh, corruption, <laughs> corruption for many years. Yeah,
5: For just incompetence or incompetence both?
4: Incompetence.
5: Uh... Uh, all right, let's turn to uh, oh, perfect corruption and incompetence. Gavin Newsom.
4: There we go. You did
5: it. You had the right words. Eh. Uh, he has uh, given up on getting the legislature to go after the oil companies. Remember, famously, last fall when gas prices were what six, seven dollars a gallon, well, <laughs> he decided because the election was coming up. I'll say something here: we're going to go after the oil companies with a windfall profit tax. I'm calling a special session of the legislature in December to work on this. Well, here it is, March, and uh, it's fizzled. The hey, legislature hey, did have
4: some hearings, but hey, basically said, "What do you want us to do?" He's got at least you know seventy percent plus support in the legislature. It's one party rule. Yeah. And so they convened, convened, and first of all, they couldn't figure out why the gas prices are higher in California, right? right. The, some of them think, hey, before we uh, penalize the oil companies, we should make sure that they're, they are gouging. It's a supply and, problem. And that there isn't something else going on. But they can't figure it out. They've been trying for seven years to figure this out. Our pri- for, Put the taxes aside, because that is most of the problem. There's an extra 20 cents. And for for eight years now, they've been trying to figure out why is there 20 cents more per gallon in California than other states.
5: But the secret that they don't want to talk about is they don't care. I'll use your line you always use. They don't care. They want the gas prices to go higher. It's just that publicly they have to pretend, oh, this is outrageous, and I feel for the consumer. You're right. They want you out of your gas-guzzling car. Secretly, this is fine with them. They'll never say that publicly, but that's the truth. Same with Newsom
4: right yeah. but they know the polls will show people are concerned cuz well, people and, still drive gas-powered cars in california he can actually fake people out into thinking he's on their side fighting the oil companies plus wow. if he hits the oil companies with
1: a
5: windfall profits tax they'll probably just raise prices to make well, some of it of back
4: of course they will
5: and the legislature said that
4: a few of them said that this is going to hit the consumers eventually we all know that so newsom has some more performance art now now they're looking at uh, having a bureaucracy penalize the oil yes. companies.
5: The California Energy Commission will be given more th- more authority to investigate gas price spikes and through a public hearing process, you're right, to place a cap on profits and penalize oil companies. That's what he put out. And by the way, he issued it in a statement. and
4: didn't even come out and talk about this. I think he's just trying to make this go away. <laughs> that That's what it is. It's the word Richie Greenberg used. This is all performative. This yeah. is all to try to appeal to all the mushy-headed illiterates who can't read, who can't do math. They might vaguely pay attention to a few headlines, and they find out, oh, it looks like Newsom is fighting those damn oil companies. Oh, I hate those oil companies. It, he it, will it, shift
5: it, responsibility to the Energy Commission, but apparently the acknowledgement was they, there'll be no requirement for them to cap profits or
4: penalize the oil industry. So they may do nothing. The, the big difference in price is the taxes and, and Newsom added to those taxes. It's at least uh, like a dollar thirty extra uh, compared to other states. I don't know I was just in Arizona gas was 359. I come here it's 509. So it's a, it's a dollar 50 difference. Between- so they will
5: <laughs> the bill will create an independent watchdog authority within the California Energy Commission. This is what Newsom is famous for creating task forces and commission remember his task force on homelessness remember his task force on on fixing the dmv remember his
4: <laughs> that's the thing nobody remembers all this stuff it all goes into a black hole somewhere yeah because this they're, is what they're he pointless
5: does. and worthless it's it's his own way of virtue signaling right yeah, or performative is. is the word you used right it's performative uh it says um with increased regulatory authority the commission will be empowered to prevent the kinds of gas price spikes that we saw last year oh really yeah. <laughs> They'll be empowered. The oil companies will be required to provide more data to help regulators understand pricing. What data? Because I saw one of the legislatures said that it's kind of a complex pricing uh, system that they have here concerning, you know, uh, the the price of a barrel of oil. But then you have the refinement process and then you have some sort of a wholesale they sell. And then eventually you have
4: the gas station that gets right, it. Yeah, you got the distribution. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay, a whole well, lot of elements.
4: Maybe it's five things. So add them up. Yeah. <laughs> it really isn't difficult because all products have have the same, uh, you know, origination price, right, at a factory. Even if you just make crackers, it right. costs a certain amount to make the crackers, certain amount to package them, certain amount to distribute them, and there's a certain amount to sell them in a store. You know, there's a markup all along the way. I, I mean, business is business. It doesn't matter what the product is. Yeah.
5: So, I mean, one of the consumer activists in this story says, well, this is good because it gives the governor and the commission the power to do the right thing. And if it's not done, we'll know who's responsible.
4: Oh, who is that goody good?
5: That's J.D. Court. Uh, what the last time Ray asked him to come on this, he's president of Consumer Watchdog. He, he won't come on the show anymore because we insulted him somehow.
4: Well, he should be insulted because that's a ridiculous thing to say. It's a victory for consumers. As long as I cross the border <laughs> and it costs $1. fifty more, there's no victory here.
5: You're not hearing much now because gas prices have been slowly coming down. I think we already had, what do they call that, the spring hike for the summer blend?
4: <laughs> oh, It's summer blend now.
5: Uh, unless that's still coming. I don't know, but I heard gas the, prices the more, last couple of weeks. I think Memorial Day, down. they... Uh, oh, that's where it goes up I, again? And,
4: well, I don't know. Usually that's when when uh, driving habits change and people start traveling a lot for vacation. It starts with right. Memorial Day weekend. I don't know when, right. they, when they start pumping the summer blend.
5: When we return, it's a classic. Uh, another column from uh, El Segundo Times columnist Anita Chabria. I think she was to...
4: last year's Rookie of the Year.
5: Yeah, this is a makeover at San Quentin where you you know, you know have the lifers in there. These are a lot of them are murderers. <laughs> These are the worst of the worst. But they'll have a new pleasant experience at San Quentin. Uh, we'll talk to you in detail what they plan to do. It's modeled after the Scandinavian. Type of prisons right the northern european systems of incarceration where it's not about punishment it's <laughs> about turning out people who can be good neighbors <laughs> and you'll see how they do that you get pots and pans and things john and ken kfi am 640 we're live everywhere the iHeartRadio radio app
4: let's make good weapons you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640
5: yeah, the Moist line is tomorrow, so a quick reminder, you still have a chance to leave a message. Use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the old toll-free number, one eight seven seven moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. 664 7886 Oh, a little knob slobbering this afternoon just came out from the El Segundo Times. We were just talking about Dippity-Doo, Gavin Newsom. He's not going to make a state-of-the-state speech. Ooh. Instead, he's doing a little tour of the state to speak. So he talked about homelessness today uh, in, I think, the Sacramento area. And the headline the Times gave him: "Newsom says the state's on track to cut unsheltered homelessness by 15 percent." It's just there as a headline. Yeah, is that true? He vowed to provide 1,200 tiny homes to help achieve the goal.
4: Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't understand. I, this is this is life now. People stand up, make pronouncements. And right. the L.A. Times writer says, oh, okay, that's what he said. Uh, well, is that true? Do any reporters say, is that true? Prove it. This is a big prove it, don't you think? I, it is. Hannah Wiley and Taryn Luna are the writers. Yes. They just write that he announced that. And then it gets a headline. And people are going to say, oh, okay, then he's doing the job. I mean,
5: the term on track, come on. What is what is <laughs> That the- means nothing. We'll know when there's been a real, real downshift in homelessness just by the way things look in L.A. and a number of
4: other places. You won't see And that, that ain't
5: happening and has not been happening.
4: There's 171,000 vagrants in the streets. 171,000. And 115,000 of those are unsheltered.
5: I, it's an un, by the way, that, that number is way an undercount. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I I I bet you it's at least two hundred thousand. I mean, statewide, holy mackerel! In the cities alone, it's got to be bigger than that. But uh, that's the number they go with. So I mean, all of this is just made up. Oh, we're suddenly just going to tell the media uh, we house twenty thousand people. So there's a big know. cut.
4: I go under uh, under the under under the overpasses, <laughs> you know, and I see like thirty or forty tents crammed underneath. Things we didn't see
5: the, ten years ago. No, we're seeing everywhere still. You've got to clean that up. All right, well, let's move over to the prisons,
4: because this is a good story. Which is a good place for the homeless.
5: Anita Chabri is a columnist with the El Segundo Times, who loves to loves to go out there and do columns that we just enjoy. This one, California, to transform the infamous San Quentin prison with Scandinavian ideas and rehab focus. Years ago, there was a judge who got very angry with the California prison system. He actually started this whole prisoner release thing. Yeah, I know. And he said, you're not doing enough, particularly with health care and mental health care. So they assigned some sort of a task force to study ideas. And they came back, and John and I laughed about this for weeks, that they thought there should be gardens where the prisoners could roam freely. Soft music would play. There'd be lounges with comfortable chairs.
4: Aromatherapy.
5: Aromatherapy. I think yoga what you need to do is give the prisoners a sense of calm and a sense of, uh, I guess, pleasure.
4: Yeah, We're talking about psychotic murderers who have been violent since childhood. And now they thought that nice music and a pleasant aroma is going to transform their lives.
5: Well, she went to Pennsylvania, to the Pennsylvania State Correctional Institute at Chester, where they've been trying this little Scandinavia idea in one particular unit. And she talked to somebody named Luis. He can use four stainless steel stoves. He's got islands, pots. He actually even has some sharp knives. He's a fridge that holds groceries from a nearby supermarket.
4: Uh, you know, it doesn't say, what did he do? Did I, he I was to... just looking. I was just <laughs> thinking to myself, I, I read this story, and I don't remember them explaining what Luis did to end up in prison that's for 16 years. That's not relevant, years.
5: John. That's not
4: relevant. Well, that it is, because that's why he's in prison. He's in prison now for half his life. Why is that?
5: Uh, the vision for a new San Quentin includes job training for job careers training. that can pay six figures, like plumbers, electricians, or truck drivers uh basically the idea is well they're, they're using the term it's not just about reform it's about innovation but what they don't want the prisoners to think they're in prison the idea is that while they don't have their freedoms life is essentially the same there's it a picture is? well did you see this picture uh comfortable open living spaces to encourage conversation and connection it looks like there's a-, a guy walking through it looks like a lobby of a hotel. Yeah. A whole bunch of couches there and tables, and it looks comfortable and modern. So? Right? I guess the cells are around it. There's little cells, but well, they yeah. got windows in the doors.
4: Yeah, it's it's a central, like, it's like a, a, an inside courtyard. Yeah, like a courtyard. And, and Right, and they have these these ugly yellow couches. I mean, this is a, a looks like stuff from I- Ikea.
5: But the first and thing I thought of, this is going to cost money to do a makeover like this and bring in everything you need to make these people well, feel like they're living
4: next door to you? It's not going to have any... Effect on them, I I, I don't think I, well. I don't know why we don't accept that some people have uh, brains that are are dysfunctional, and and they have there's violent impulses in those brains that can't be controlled. There's wow. a lack of a conscience in those brains. The conscience is actually located in a particular uh, structure in your brain, and and some people don't develop that structure, and so they have. They don't have a conscience. So they can follow out an impulse, and the consequences don't matter to them. It doesn't bother them.
5: Anita Chabria presents this as a compromise. The people on the right want you to be punished, serve hard time. The people on the left say nobody should be incarcerated. Let's go with restorative justice. She says this is the in-between compromise. They still lose their freedom, but they're in a much more pleasant place. Why do you have to compromise with a stupid idea? They need a sense of normalcy. So when they're released from prison... It won't be such a harsh change. Well, don't you see. release them. <laughs> That's just your answer. Well, yeah. Because she says if you put them in an ugly place, they'll just come out doing what they do, selling dope so robbing don't houses. Them out.
4: Why is it so hard?
5: Life everybody, been... oh, everybody gets life terms for every crime? Why not? What would we lose? Uh, <laughs> What's the downside of that? And the people that are committing those crimes may think twice about it, right, because they may never come out again. Hey, if you knew you were never going to come out again... You wouldn't even jaywalk, would you? See, she dismisses that just by saying, "Eventually, they most of them come out." Well, they shouldn't. More I know. Than they Thirty thousand a year, she says, come out of prison.
4: Right, and most of them then start committing new crimes. So, what oh, did you yeah. prove? That we know for hey, the last you know several years, they've reduced th- the prison population th- so low. Yeah, that's what's yeah, happening. Right. So, this is the big Scandinavian idea. You give them a nice yellow. Look, couch. here's two guys
5: playing chess in comfortable chairs. You see that picture? They're playing chess. Have, have, you, ever, have you ever been to Scandinavia? No, you know what? I thought about going this year, but I'm not. But
4: I I would like to. I spent a couple of days in Sweden. I don't think this is going to be positive. No, the Swedish people are nothing like anything I've ever seen in America. But they you, ride bikes. If you have a yeah, yeah, like the Danish, the Dan, the all right, which is just, yeah. I was I was okay. in Amsterdam. Yeah, so. you were in Denmark. I was. yes. Yeah. Okay. D- did you see this scene? during rush hour well
5: amsterdams the netherlands i was in
4: denmark denmark yeah what's what's uh, copenhagen is
1: yeah, I that, that's where we right. was in the okay. netherlands
4: all right i was in copenhagen and during rush hour they had hundreds of bikes ridden by business people in formation they're all wearing their yeah, business yeah i saw this clothes. in the netherlands
5: too yeah, yeah it was pretty cool looking yeah yeah
4: and they all had their oh little, they'll kill you too don't cross that street their little little briefcases are in a basket and but the thing is, it's like I forget how many across, maybe you know, two, three, four across, and it just went on and on and on. And they all stopped at the light together, and they all moved through the intersection again. They're it together.
5: robots with dull
4: conformities. What you're okay. saying? If you had a prison full of those people, well, then yeah, you could have restorative justice because look how pleasant and calm. Of course, the Danish I don't think commit a whole lot of crime. I'm just right. guessing by the ambiance of the country. It's it's a pretty quiet place. I'm I'm sorry. You can't compare gang members to people who ride bikes in formation. Uh,
5: And you know what? Too Oh, John does say Luis was originally convicted of first-degree murder. That inmate, the beginning of the story. It's at the end here. Recently resentenced due to a change in laws for for juvenile offenders. He could be paroled in five years.
4: Okay. So, so he's, he's... he is a first degree murder. That's the worst. Yeah. So, so he's at 17, at 17, instead of being in school, he killed somebody. And I'm, I'm sure he had a good reason. Uh, Uh, I mean, mean, what what are you going to do with somebody like that?
5: You know, you look at these pictures and you see the poverty we have in California. This would be a pretty nice place to go for some of these inmates. (laughs) Might be an incentive to commit crime. They might get their own room or maybe just one cellmate. They got all this common area. Everything looks new and modern. They can play chess. They can cook. They can get groceries. <laughs> it's a bad. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: You're
4: listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I was just looking up the uh, safest uh, countries yeah. based on crime. And yeah. U.S. News and World Report have a list of 85 countries. The number one country is Switzerland. Number two, like I was saying, Denmark. No, Then New Zealand, Norway, Sweden,
5: Finland. See, then that makes the case for their Scandinavian-style punishment. Or does
4: it make the case for their population? What does that mean? Well, is it that the people are just quieter and calmer there? Well, look at it. It's all Scandinavian. The cold weather makes them, oh, I don't know a lot of it, darkness I don't, around. I don't know what it is. You know what we are? We're 47th. I'll bet you in the winter they don't have a lot of crime because there's just no daylight. Well, maybe there. it is the weather. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't think it's the prisons that make it safe.
5: They don't have guns. That's what it is. There's no guns in those countries. Well, maybe. Of, I don't know. There was some mass shootings. Wasn't there a Norwegian guy that
4: went nuts no, and killed a bunch of kids? Guy. There was always one. There's always one guy. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but but uh, it's kind of amazing, huh? Switzerland. Japan's not on the list. I think Japan uh, had a low Finland crime is, rate. Uh, Canada's seventh. Netherlands Netherlands eight. Where what you about work? Singapore? Um, yeah, they get uh, tough on people. Mm. Uh, Can't chew gum. Japan is sixteenth. So, yeah. All right.
5: Well, there's a lot of countries in the world. That's not bad. Poland twenty first. Do they have a bottom list? <laughs> no, you said the U.S. was what? Forty seventh. Yeah.
4: No, I believe that. They have they have 85 uh, countries listed here. Well,
5: you know, one of the reasons we are like that is because we do give people a lot of freedoms. Uh, Scandinavian right. countries have socialist governments that, you know, eh, all sorts yeah. of little NIMBY rules and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and you have communist countries. You have Singapore. I mean, these are
4: very harsh places. So.
5: Yeah. But John likes that. So is that what you want? Uh,
4: I think harsh is the way to go. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Because oh. yeah, go ahead. Because human beings can't handle freedom.
5: I know, but... Well, but, they can't. But now you're making the case for uh,
4: the socialist Democrats no. who want to run the communist no, no, governments, no, no, who no. want to run everything, no. the economy no, no. and... We went through this yesterday. No. I acknowledge that human beings are, are terrible, right? I just don't want a government controlling them. Well, then it's really chaos. Well, that's what we have here. Yeah, that's it's kind of what we have <laughs> Yeah. But the government can't fix it anyway, so
5: that's but that's why but again, the answer is people want to come here from all over the world. Why is that? To make money because they know they have a chance
4: exactly. This is the place to make money.
5: And yet we're told by these woke progressives that we are the most racist, unbelievably repressive society. are you kidding me? go somewhere else and live
4: there for a while. Yeah. You know what? You go to Norway. There's not much diversity there. There is not and not Japan either. no. Not a heck of a lot. No. no, they don't. Japan, I believe, does not let anyone in. They don't. For immigration. New Zealand's tough. Yeah. They have
5: huge restrictions on who can come into the country. So no, well, they can do that, too, because they're an island. Uh, coming up after 3 o'clock, is it the end of TikTok? Oh, I'm so hurt by this. But um, there is a move in our government to tell the company that owns TikTok they better sell or else it could be banned in the U.S. we be talking Orange County Supervisor Don Wagner because they made a move in Orange County. To forbid people that are using Orange County government devices from using TikTok, and we'll talk about all this with Don after the news at three o'clock. Well, back to one of our favorite subjects. It comes well, it came around yesterday. It's back today. Masking. We have an interesting story from a guy that uh, apparently made a lot of money in the technology world. He's supposedly worth two hundred and thirty million dollars. His name is Steve Kirsch. He recently got on a flight and decided, he's sitting there in first class, and decided he'd have some fun with the masked passenger in first class next to him. He started offering her $100 to remove her mask. He made it all the way up to $100,000 to remove her mask on the flight. Doesn't look like she took his offer. No. He tweeted i'm aboard a delta flight right now the person sitting next to me in first class refused 100 grand to remove her mask for the entire flight <laughs> he, he told her they I don't started work. the bidding at 100 i pointed out that when she removed the mask for eating and drinking she could be infected with one breath so <laughs> she had full disclosure she took off her mask as soon as the breakfast was served Everyone knows you can't get infected while eating
4: breakfast. (laughs) I always thought that was one of the stupidest things about the rules here. You go to a restaurant and you could pull it down to eat and drink. Bites and sips. Bites and sips. Bites and sips. That's right.
5: You wear the mask until you get to the table, too, right? You get to the front door, you have to wear the mask. Get to the table, you take it off. Well, you're supposed to wait. He's right. You're supposed to wait. (laughs) Until you're about to drink something or eat something, and then you pull the mask down briefly, and then you show it right back up. And you gotta the hold- only person that did that was Barbara Ferrer, I think,
4: <laughs> in all of L.A. County. And you got to hold your breath like Garcetti did when when, oh, when you pulled that's right, Gar- Oh, that's right, phony. Oh, uh, phony.
5: Anyway, he was trying to make the point. Well, he gave her a whole speech about how masks don't really make any difference.
4: But it I I do get an urge to want to start. Uh, shouting at some of these people i saw a grown man uh in in front of our building as i was walking in and the guy's middle-aged he's got gray hair he's tall and he's carrying his his little precious lunch probably a whole foods lunch and he's got a big white mask on his face over his nose and everything i'm looking what are you doing I just wanted to like grab him and shake him. What are you doing? He may have underlying conditions. He's by himself outdoors. Well, yeah,
5: that part of the trip, he shouldn't have to wear the mask.
4: Outdoors, walking by himself.
5: <laughs> uh, this guy made a joke that uh, next time I'll try to sit somebody, sit next to somebody who has an account at Silicon Valley Bank, because <laughs> they could use the, yep. the hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, of course this a lot of people responded to this some people thought he was horrible to do this what a jackass she paid for first class She has to deal with an idiot
4: in her personal space I love that expression <laughs> well those those are those are mask calls who are getting angry with him
5: yeah well, you know I, I have a tolerance i I have I't no, I everything I keep in mind, I have no intention to confront anybody wearing a mask oh I so
4: want to mock them but so badly. so what
5: it doesn't like you always like to say what does it matter to you it doesn't affect know. you it inflames me.
4: It triggers me, so <laughs> well. Control your triggering. I don't know. Everyone else is getting triggered over stupid stuff. That's mine. <laughs> and now you're one of them. Now I'm one of them. Yeah, one of these
5: triggered people <laughs> who wants Germopho- to make everybody do what you do because what I do is right. Germaphobe. All right. When we come back, we'll be talking. We got a lot to get to in the three o'clock hour, but we're going to start with Orange County Supervisor Don Wagner and the announcement that the Orange County government. If you're an employee and you use uh, any of the government devices, uh, they give you a phone or an iPad or something, you cannot use TikTok while on the job. Uh, the explanation uh, we've been hearing about it is that it may not be safe. Uh, it is, of course, uh, all connected to the government of China. Coming up next, Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFN Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast.